electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramer. Other people want to make friends? I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just entertainment, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. To stimulate or not to stimulate? That is the question. Every time we hear about that a bailout deal might be on the table, the market rallies, including today. Dow advanced 161 points. The S&P <laughs> climbed 0.88%, and the Nasdaq soared 1.39%. Every time the negotiations blow up, the market gets slammed. That's why I keep telling you that you got to stick with stocks that don't need stimulus. All day they showed them on air. It was fantastic because there are too many moving parts here to be able to be, let's say, negotiated. But the White House is negotiating with Speaker Pelosi, though. But also they agree to also have to have to pass the Senate. And right now, though, Mitch McConnell said that maybe they're interested in some sort of stimulus, they're really laser focused on the Supreme Court. Now, you throw in the election next month and you've got a chaotic situation that probably doesn't end well. There's too much partisan rancor, too much name calling. I'd love to be proven wrong. Main Street absolutely needs the money. The stock market doesn't know what Main Street's doing. uh, Secretary Mnuchin, Speaker Pelosi, they know that. Both of them know that. And, And today the president seemed to know it, too. But until they get Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, on board, and until they stop calling names, call me skeptical. Which brings me to my game plan for next week. While the tease of a deal is enough to keep the bullish balls in the air today, I don't think, if we don't get something come Monday, well, I do expect a sell-off. It doesn't help that this market's gotten very overbought. The most overbought it's been this year, using my, uh, the S&P uh, oscillator that I pay for, uh, it's come up too far too fast. And we are due for a pullback historically. So if something doesn't develop here, well, then I can see us going down. Also, Monday, we might find out what's really going on between AMD and Xilinx. I like Xilinx. They've got great chips for the data center, the autos, defense, telco, all areas that AMD needs more exposure to if they want to take things to the next level. But I didn't think Xilinx was for sale. Remember, we had them all not that long ago. And I worry the price will already be too high for AMD. But Dr. Lisa Sue knows what she's doing. 
And if Xilinx wants to play hardball, I think she'll walk away. It's an interesting catch-22. AMD could really benefit from this takeover, which would give them a much more, uh, a much larger TAM total adjustable market. But it only makes sense if they can get Xilinx for the right price. And it may be out of reach. Either way, I've got total faith in Lisa Sue's leadership. Remember, uh, after discussing with her where the stock was at $5, I came to you and said, buy it. She knows what she's doing, not only with the stock, price of the stock. And she's an engineer. She knows what to do with the greatest chips. If she decides to acquire Xilinx and, you know, and AMD sells off, I am going to come here and I'm going to do what we call pound the table that you need to buy the stock of AMD. How about Tuesday? All right. Tuesday could be the house of pain. Why? Because the banks report. We've got J.P. Morgan and we've got Citi. And holy cow, I don't see how either bank's going to put up numbers that make the street happy. Citi has to talk about how much money it needs to put into risk management. That's never good. J.P. Morgan is a great lender to small businesses, but that's not good either. I do fear the worst, but I hope for the best. Remember, the banks are pitiful, helpless giants right here because their rates are so low, they can't make any money in your deposits. Plus, they face this incredible amount of scrutiny from the government, from the Federal Reserve, on their dividends, on their buybacks. Fortunately, we also hear from Johnson Johnson, though. They've got a fantastic pipeline, so strong that their potential COVID vaccine may not even be the focus, thank heavens, because they're not going to make any money off of it. I always regard J&J's conference call as a well-oiled machine, but I wish the stock hadn't jumped above 150 ahead of the quarter. That means the bar has been raised. I prefer lower expectations. Hey, remember when Talc brought it down to 130? It's at 150. Wednesday, we get more banks. Bank of America put up such good numbers last time uh, that it's become Warren Buffett's favorite, even if it's not the market's favorite. The same can no longer be said about Wells Fargo, though, which reports the same day. The press shy uh, CEO, Charlie Scharf, should think twice about staying silent because there are a lot of questions that need to be answers. Answered questions about the turnaround he's trying to orchestrate. If there even is a turnaround, he's an articulate man. He should know to come on and talk. We also hear from Goldman Sachs, and they could actually have a good number because there's been tremendous volatility. That's great for the bank I used to work at. There's tons of equity issuance, and there's a lot of M&A activity. Those are what's needed for a good quarter. It may not be a great time for the regular banks, but it's a good time for investment banks. Goldman stock is fundamentally solid, although that hasn't meant much in this bedraggled group. The business is good. The stock is cheap. But every time I've recommended it to you, um, let's just say it hasn't worked. Two different United support, too. we got United Health Group. They may be your health insurer. And we got United Airlines. They may be your airline. They're polar opposites. If we don't get a stimulus package that includes the airlines, or at least a more limited industry-specific bailout, then you're going to hear bad things when United talks. It'll be a very bad call. But United Health, that's a different story. Regardless of what happens in Washington, I expect a big upside surprise here. I expect a good conference call. You want an exciting analyst meeting? Watch out for Zoom video on Wednesday. This is the Zoom economy. It's the Zoomy economy. It's everything. And anything that shows an extension of the reach beyond what we're getting right now from the pandemic, for instance, that deal they signed with DocuSign they just talked about, well, that will justify an even higher price. Go back to the 500. Zoom's synonymous with the pandemic. I think there's more to it than that, though. And I think you're going to find out when CEO Eric Yuan shows the world what he's cooking up on Wednesday. Thursday, tough Dow stock, Walgreens reports. My hope here is that the companies lowered expectations to the point where they can finally be beaten. I mean, Walgreens is really a great conundrum. They've got nice stores, a big pharmacy, yet Amazon keeps knocking the stuff out of them. I, I await a defense. If you want to know the most chronically undervalued bank or broker, look no further than the stock of Morgan Stanley, which is now aggregating assets thanks to the $7 billion acquisition of Eaton Vance announced this week. Morgan Stanley's almost out of the risk business entirely. They moved into this sticky 
asset management business, $20 trillion. Much better in this environment. I can't for the life of me figure out why this stock trades at only 48 bucks and change. I think Morgan Stanley's biggest problem is that it's stuck with all the other financials and these cockamamie ETFs that take down the entire group as if it's just some sort of bank with a lot of risk. If we didn't already own Goldman Sachs for the Chapel Trust, which you can follow along at actionalertsplus.com, had some nice ones lately, but you have some ones that aren't nice too, I'd want a piece of Morgan Stanley here. Frankly, this company's rapidly becoming less of a broker, more of a financial advisory firm, and I like that a lot. CEO James Gorman, I don't know if you caught him yesterday. He's done a, t- a phenomenal job. Good interview with Wolf. Finally, Friday, if the price of oil keeps running, well, then maybe Schlumberger, also known as Schlumberger incorrectly, it, it, could, it could bounce. But what a mess. Oil service companies make consistent money with crude at these levels. There was a rumor floated today by a very good uh, analyst that maybe Chevron and Exxon are going to merge. I don't put the likelihood it's great, but it was out there. I'm also looking at VF Corp. They report because the power's starting to come back. But what do I like? I like American Eagle. I like Lululemon, Gap, and don't forget Le- Levi's. They're all good to go. L Brands, too. The bottom line. Look, we've had a very big run this week, so I'm concerned there's a little too much complacency about anything coming from Washington and not enough support or interest in the higher quality stocks that don't need any stimulus, like the ones that were featured all day today. Those are where you want to go if next week turns out to be the house of pain. That would certainly be what you're going to get when you hear from them. Let's go to Near in Pennsylvania. Near. Hey, Jim. How are you? I am good, Near. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a quick question for you. I want your opinion. Yes. Uh, I'm, this company, Growth Generation in the Home Improvement slash Cannabis, I like this stock. I like this company. I invested it six months ago, and it seems to me with the Biden, the Democrat, if they're going to win this uh, presidency, I feel like this company can grow. What's your opinion on it? All right. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I watch the debate, it's very clear that uh, a, uh, a Biden election is going to maybe get rid of the class. Uh, you know, you, you, right now, it's a felony to have a uh, pot. Federal felony, even though states are for it. Um, growth generation goes up substantially if, uh, if Biden wins. Now, there are other people who say, including uh, Hindenburg, that there are, that there are problems with uh, the management here. I, re- I refer, you can go back and read and watch the, two, the interview and the article and the piece I did about it. And you'll understand that I agree with you, Nir, that I think it's an interesting situation. Let's go to Mike in California. Mike. Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. You know, I, I need a financial, and I've been looking at PayPal, but I'm nervous about it. It's already had this, this incredible run this year, and I'm just worried it's too expensive right now. Well, it is very, for very example, expensive. And if we do get the pullback that a lot of smart people look at, it, you, can, uh, you might be down 30, 40 on PayPal in a heartbeat. But here's what I say about PayPal. It is a great long-term story, and uh, I think it can go higher. There's a lot of stuff that's going up now that shouldn't be going up. This is a very good company. This and Square were two that you know I've been behind for a very long time. Let's go to Hans in Maryland, or Hans in Maryland. A big booyah baby to you, Mr. Kramer. First time, long time. Tell the truth. What's up? Well, with the second wave likely possibly happening and the recent dip in this company off of its high, I have a position in Clorox. I'd love to hear your thoughts on whether I should double down, just All right. hold, I, or... I, you know, Okay, so look, I don't play with a forked tongue. Uh, we owned it for uh, Action Alerts. We had such a huge gain. We took it a little bit higher from here. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, but I don't think that this is the level that I really want you to buy it at. Um, There are others that I think are better right now. 
And don't forget, everyone's talking about a vaccine. No one's talking about this stuff anymore. And the clean surfaces, it's still very important, though. Okay, look, there are too many moving parts here for me. And it all starts with this. That's why I keep urging you, stop betting on stimulus. Not with all this mean, mean name calling. It does matter. I want you to stick with stocks that don't need the stimulus. On Man Money tonight, Opta. Kramer family fave Opta is up over 100% year to date. How many times can I tell you Opta is the key to this market? Can the move uh, continue despite market uncertainty? Well, why don't we sit down with the CEO to find out? Then Green Hydrogen, how much, how much you love Green Hydrogen, could become a $12 trillion market. I'll tell you how to play it. And it's a new test for the coronavirus that promises to deliver a diagnosis in 23 minutes, highly accurate and in the palm of your hand. I'm going to talk to the CEO. So stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at CNBC.com or give us a call at 1 800 743 CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Fact. Running a business is not getting easier on your wallet. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. Also a fact, smart businesses are reducing costs and headaches by graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere, you can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. See how you'll profit with NetSuite, and then you can think of all the ways you could be spending the money you save. Company retreat in Malibu, anyone? By popular demand, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com to start saving. The hottest group is still the cybersecurity place. They won't quit. Now, I want you to look at Kramer Fave Okta, the cloud-based security software firm that handles your login and verification credentials, making it essential at a time when millions are working from home and connecting to the office via vulnerable Wi-Fi networks. They don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. We know this is a great story. That's why the stock's more than double since the beginning of the year. And it keeps getting better and better. Earlier this week, Okta held a virtual showcase, Octane, to give you a glimpse into the future and give the stock yet another leg higher. What did they have to say? Let's go straight to the source with Todd McKinnon, the founder, chairman, CEO of Okta, to get a clearer picture of where his company's headed. Mr. McKinnon, welcome back to Mad Money. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so Todd, when I read about what you guys were talking, I read through the presentations. You're no longer just identity identification, and I think a lot of our viewers know about Salesforce. This seems like you've taken a step further into a real ecosystem. Can you talk about that before we get into what we've done with some clients that is brand new? Yeah, it's an interesting thing about Okta. So we're started off with workforce identity and logging employees into their apps at work. 
but it's been a significant amount of time that our second big business is doing very well, and that's customer identity. So what that is, is that's having, allowing our customers, customers, the ability to log into their website. So Major League Baseball, I know you're a baseball fan, Jim. Yes. Major League Baseball, all the fans log into the Major League Baseball at that app through Octo. So that means the developers at Major League Baseball don't have to worry about building identity functionality, something we're very good at. They can instead focus on the, the great app for their experience and let the security and the identity leave that Tom, to us. Tom, when did you get involved with that? It's been about six years now. It's, yeah. it's um, you know, the same underlying technology and platform, but it's customized and tailorized for that customer experience use case. And that's, that's what we talked about at Showcase, our event we had this week, which is uh, up and down our technology stack, all kinds of new capabilities to help with this customer identity use case from helping our, our customers control access to the infrastructure that their applications are running on all the way up to helping them automate the workflows that inevitably happen when a customer registers with a site or interacts with the site and helps our customers personalize that interaction with their customers. It's what they need now. Everyone's trying to move their business online, and we're helping them do that. Yeah, I mean, we, we had the joke because I happen to love the MLB.com site. Yeah, Bob Baum, I knew Bob Baum from, uh, you know, from college, and MLB.com was always just this. I mean, it was a wonder. He introduced it on the show. I don't know if you knew that because I was such a big fan. And it, it's the, it just gets better and better every year. It's an unbelievably good site. I wish the other sports, and they're fine. NBA.com is good. NFL.com has some work. Okay, well, how about this one? When I used to be... But this, a, it's, 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 the sports league, Jim, the sports leagues are all going this, under the same pressure every organization is. They have to get online. They're yeah. not just competing with other sports leagues. They're competing with online, online alternatives like eSports e or um, Twitch. I mean, they have to get online, and, and that's what they're doing, and that's why this technology is so important. Well, you know, I, I used to be, um, when I was allowed to, when I was hedge fund days, I used to go to Vegas all the time. I used to go to MGM. And MGM prided themselves on knowing who I was in order to be able to comp me, okay? But you're taking this to another level. And I bet you there's people who are trying to be me now that you got to stop. But also the customer identification is working much better at MGM. MGM is under the same pressure as everyone. They're trying to make sure that not only is there... Their, the experiences of their resorts and their games are top-notch, but they want to meld the best of the online world with the offline world. So they want to make sure, as you said, you can interact with MGM 365 days a year. And then when you come to Las Vegas or go to one of their, those resorts, that personalization and that knowledge about you is seamless to the whole experience. And you can have a better experience. They can provide you more value. And the technology to do that is, is centric around identity. They need to know who you are. They need, it has to be accurate. It has to be secure. It has to be personalized, and we can help them do that. Well, that's great because, I've, well, quite frankly, I'll, I'll be honest, I've been insulted at places that I've been to many, many times and that I don't know who I am. And I say, well, this is my last time. I mean, how much money do I have to spend at a place before they know who I am? Well, that's because all your online interactions, Jim, are raising the bar. Amazon knows who you are. You know, your fantasy football league site knows who you are and you expect and everyone's like that. We're all consumers on these online services. So we expect every interaction in the economy to be like that. And that's all centered around identity. And that's why this business customer identity for us is 24 percent of our revenue right now. So it's sizable. It's growing over 70 percent a year. And that's what's behind it. Every organization has to get personalized experiences, and that starts with identity. Yeah, you can tell when there's someone who doesn't have it, and it's not someone you want to do business with. Meantime, we had Benioff on talking about work.com, and I've been praising that to anyone who will listen, including our own employer, 
Because I just think that work.com is the way to be able to make it so that we're not frightened. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of fright, and work.com lessens the fright. Work.com is amazing. The, the, the applications they've built help companies get back to work. Everyone wants to get back to work. We're all working online, but we know that, that when we get through this pandemic, it's about getting back to work in person and interacting in person and, and combining that with online as well. And that's what work.com is all about. And what we do with that is we help get that application to every employee in the company. So work.com has to be used by every employee. For your contract tracing to work, it's got to be every employee. It has, to, and, and we can connect it to the HR system to make sure it's rolled out seamlessly. The right people have access, and it's all secure and really, really easy to use. So it's a, we're really excited about the partnership, and every organization can use it because everyone is uh, dealing with the pandemic and, more importantly, how to get back to work after it's over. I wish every organization would use your reg- voter registration. I mean, that is really important. I think people are going to re- not realize we, we don't have polling places anymore in Jersey because it's dangerous, you know, or at least mine. I don't know. But people don't know what to do. And, and the employer should be helping them. And you've got are you going to license out what you're doing for the next couple of weeks for your own people? Well, so it's it's very, I'm glad you brought it up because it is very important to our country and, and to our company democracy and everyone exercising their right to vote. Jim, did you know that 92 million eligible voters did not vote in 2016? It's crazy. 92 million. If you would have gotten all those votes for yourself, Jim, you could be president. I mean, it's crazy. So what we're doing is we're really pushing out this site, vote.gov, so everyone can learn how to register quickly and easily. And then we're encouraging all our employees to take their three days of volunteer time per year we give them to go volunteer at a polling place, help the process, get everyone out to vote, because it's the it's the best thing we can do for our country in a lot of trying times we're under. And we're very excited about it. Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I got my big vote. ballot this weekend. I'm scared to death to even open it. Let's say do it wrong. I got to deliver it. I don't know what to do. You're doing fantastic work, Todd. And you are so right. Everyone's got to catch up. And you know, I've got, you know, I do a lot of fantasy football. And you're absolutely right. Everybody's got to catch up because, boy, is it annoying when it's not working. Because I'll go to the next guy. Because it is a bit of a commodity, except for when it comes to to my relationship with, uh, with well, with DraftKings. But I've said that. It's uh, disclosed it. This is Todd McKinnon, CEO of Okta. We joke that your stock is always the first stock to go up in any turn in the NASDAQ. What a great job you've done. Great to see you. Okay, oh, Thanks for having me, Jim. It's good to be here. Fabulous. Save with Kramer. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash madmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash madmoney right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash madmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look, 
You know, lately I've spent a lot of time shooting down red-hot speculative stocks that many of you can't get enough of, whether we're talking about all those special-purpose acquisition companies like Nikola or the recent round of ultra-enticing software IPOs that I'm worried about. It makes me feel old. Honestly, my life would be a lot easier if I just let myself cheerlead some of these stocks, but my discipline tells me they're either too expensive or too risky. Now, part of my job is warning you about stocks that could hurt you, especially when you don't want to hear it, like now when the market keeps going up, 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 and everything's a winner. But you know what? I'm a big believer in speculation, but I just like informed speculation. So tonight I'm going to take a more constructive attitude uh, toward one of the most speculative stories around, like I did last night with Fisker, okay? And I'll give you a couple ways to play it uh, because I think there's something worth owning here. I'm talking about the rise of hydrogen as an alternative energy source. For years, hopeful investors have bet on hydrogen fuel cells, and every single time it's blown up in your face. The technology was never quite there. You get a wave of interest in the fuel cell stocks. Then when nothing happened, they go right right back down, just right back down. For the money managers who've been burned, waiting for hydrogen to become viable feels a lot like waiting for a good dough. Spoiler alert, guy never shows up. However, I'm telling you, it is time to start taking hydrogen seriously now. Over the next 10 to 20 years, I expect hydrogen to take a major share in transportation, power storage for renewables like solar, and even as a replacement for natural gas buildings all over America. We're not there yet. But I think the technology is headed in the right direction. I want you to be smart about betting on it. Remember, Nikola was supposed to be a hydrogen player. They're, they're trying to develop a hydrogen fuel cell power truck. Good luck to them. But Nikola had tons of red flags, which is why that stock only blew up in your face. Although I'm glad that stock's been able to bounce because I don't want our viewers losing money. Now, I also don't want you to chase the next Nikola. So tonight I'm giving you the rundown on this industry. Help you speculate responsibly. Before I get to my two favorite picks, though, you need to understand why anyone even cares about hydrogen in the first place. Why it's finally worth betting on, we got to go back to our chemistry class here. In theory, hydrogen fuel cells could be an incredible source of clean energy. At its simplest form, you take hydrogen, combine it with, say, oxygen, and you get a chemical reaction that produces energy in water. doesn't get cleaner than that. Again, in theory, we could use hydrogen to power vehicles, especially trucks, and we could use hydrogen to store energy from wind or solar. Storage is the big problem with renewables because they only work at specific times, like when the sun's up, you know, when it's not cloudy. So why don't we use hydrogen fuel cells for everything? Because in practice, we're frankly not there. We're just not there yet. First off, right now, the only efficient way to produce hydrogen requires fossil fuels. For every kilogram of hydrogen, you generate nine kilograms of carbon dioxide. Now, there are cleaner ways to get there. You could use carbon capture technology to reduce the CO2 emissions, but that's not cheap. The holy grail here is the so-called green hydrogen. Remember that term if you didn't just anything from this piece. Green hydrogen, which is where you break water down into hydrogen and oxygen using electricity generated by renewable fuels. Again, expensive, but the price is coming down. On top of that, hydrogen is bulky. It's a gas. And if you want to make it less bulky, well, what do you need to do? You need to cool it down to negative 423 degrees. You need a coat for that before it becomes a liquid. That's also expensive. However, as the price of solar panels plummets, we're getting closer to a world where green hydrogen is viable. I think we're moving in the right direction. You're going to hear more and more about this story over the next five to ten years. Plus, it doesn't hurt that governments around the world love the idea of fuel cells, and they're willing to spend a lot of money to make it happen. So how do you play it? Okay, I'm going to give you two options. One's conservative, one's speculative. You heard them both on the show, but I'm trying to put them to, you know, not everybody watches every single show except for me. If you want to bet on hydrogen without sticking your neck out, 
The stock to buy is Lindy. It's spelled L-I-N-D-E. That's the industrial gas powerhouse. And when it comes to hydrogen, Lindy's already the dominant player. They produce it, they distribute it, they store it, they have hydrogen fueling stations, and they're working on green hydrogen. In fact, they just completed an 18-month trial of the world's first two hydrogen-powered trains in Germany. They're doing buses in China. They told us that. Remember, we spoke to CEO Steve Angel in mid-August. He explained that hydrogen could be Lindy's next great growth engine. But he's talking about 2030. If just 1% of the heavy long-haul trucking moves to hydrogen-powered vehicles, that would create a $20 billion annual market for hydrogen. Now, nearly all of what Lindy produces right now is dirty hydrogen from fossil fuels. But if they use natural gas as a feedstock, you get a fuel that's still 50% cleaner than gasoline or diesel. But this is just one part of an extremely consistent business. The thing is, hydrogen would have to get very big before it can move the needle. As Lindy's a $126 billion company, it's not going to happen overnight. He told us that. Though it's governments around the world getting more aggressive about fighting climate change, I'm pretty confident it's going to happen eventually. What if you want a pure play, though? Well, we discovered one. You know, some, this one's moved a lot, but it, it's one I'm willing to give you my blessing, and that is plug power. Uh, if you haven't bought it already, if you had them on, and we were kind of shocked because they made an acquisition that made it seem like, wow, wait a second, this is no longer taking a flyer. This is a company that's been plugging away at fuel cells for more than 20 years. It's going up and down, but finally, after many false starts, they're on the right track. At the moment, Plug Power makes fuel cell technology for a more efficient type of forklift that can be charged more faster than older models. Longer term, the company wants the fuel cell system to replace old-fashioned lead-acid batteries in both forklifts and industrial trucks. Unfortunately, Plug Power is a red-hot stock right now. A year ago, the stock was at $2.66. Now it's at $18.43. Well, that's expensive. That's why I would like it on a pullback. Uh, Plug Power, though, is the... It's the future. I accept that. For years, I worried that this company and the whole fuel cell cohort was pretty much a pipe dream, not anymore. These days, uh, Plug Power already has more than 35,000 fuel cells deployed, over 100 hydrogen fueling stations, and they think they'll have 500 in a few years. More importantly, they only have less than 10% market share of the forklift industry, which means the core business still has a lot more room to grow. And I'm betting it will grow because Plug Power's technology has already been adopted by some of the world's smartest warehouse operators, Walmart, Home Depot, Amazon. They can use anybody. They're not doing it because they love the environment, although they do. They're doing it because Plug Power's forklift fuel cells save them money, roughly five grand per year per forklift. Plus, these things recharge 10 times faster than the competition. Management says they can hit $1.2 billion in revenue by 2024. It's not that far from now. I actually believe them. Plug Power has product. They have sales. It's got real business, not a business plan in search of business. How about the future? Plug Power's just signed on for a pilot program with none other than Lindy. They're testing their fuel cell engines in Class 6 and then the big one, Class 8 trucks. And they're in discussion with a major European vehicle manufacturer on potential collaborations. That could be huge. Again, though, this one's risky, and I recommend waiting for a pullback before you pull the trigger. Although you have my blessing if you can't resist to buy some now. Bottom line, if you want to speculate on a sexy long-term story, I'm bullish on hydrogen. Play it safe, that's Lindy. Take a flyer, that's plug power, because it's not much of a flyer anymore. Just keep in mind, this story could take years or even decades to fully play out. But the thesis is correct, and green hydrogen does represent the future. Much more mad money ahead. Visby Medical just became the first company to receive emergency use authorization from the FDA for a portable PCR test that can fit in your hand. I'm learning about this revolutionary technology. Then I'm really my fear factor portfolio that can help you make money until we get a vaccine. And it certainly works with the, uh, this fooling around in Washington. And, of course, rapid fire tonight's edition lightning round. Stay with Kramer.
We are on the lookout here at Mad Money for anything that can help us cope with the pandemic, restore some sort of semblance of normalcy, a test, a treatment, a vaccine, you name it. And we might have something. A small privately held company called Visby, V-I-S-B-Y Medical, recently announced what I think is the biggest breakthrough on testing yet. Last month, these guys got an emergency use authorization for a new COVID test that could be a game changer. So far, we've had fast tests, we've had accurate tests, but we haven't really been able to do both at the same time, at least until Visby. They've come up with a personal PCR test to rapidly detect serious infections. It's small enough to fit on the palm of your hand. This is it, okay? It takes 30 minutes to run. It's got speed. It's got accuracy. It's PCR. And best of all, you can use it anywhere. If this test lives up to the hype and the company can quickly scale production, that would change everything. So let's take a closer look with Dr. Adam DeLaCerta. He's the founder and CEO of Fisby Medical. Dr. DeLaCerta, welcome to Mad Money. Thank you so much, Jim, for having me. Okay, so Adam, I'm holding this up. It's a one-time-use device, and I don't think anyone believes that it can be for real because it's not the size of a sofa like a typical PCR. It's the size of one of these rapid tests that we all have been told don't really work that well. So how can you combine the accuracy of PCR and the size of this? Well, Jim, thanks so much for having me on the show, and, and, and thanks so much for the opportunity to share this with you. So look, so, so this device, as you're, as you're pointing out, really is a PCR machine, just to kind of double down on this. If you're a virus and I just put you into one of these, you will not be able to tell the difference. Here's how it works. Once you put the sample in here, all you have to do is just close the lid like so, and now you need to press those three buttons, one, two, and three in this order. And now the device takes over, and 30 minutes later, you will get an answer on this panel here. You either get one line if you're negative or two lines if you're positive. Now, here's the important thing. When it comes to actual testing, of course, we've done our own clinical testing. This is what we've submitted to FDA. Off of that, we've received the authorization from FDA. But we've now worked with several leading academic medical centers all over the country where we've actually sent them this test. They ran the test themselves, compared it head-to-head to the big PCR machines, and were able to show that this really is standing up to that test. Look, PCR has been the gold standard for testing somewhere around 98 to 100% accuracy, typically. By the way, not just for COVID, bacteria, viruses all, all along. This is a Nobel winning prize uh, technology that's been out there for a while now. What we've been able to do is just find a way to vastly miniaturize the whole thing into devices now single use. If you want, I'm happy to show you what's underneath here to take you through that, but it really is all the different sequences from sample preparation, PCR, DNA detection, the whole step is implemented in this small device. Okay, so I don't want, let, me, let me say something. I want to go to the Super Bowl. It's in Tampa Bay this year. I need a PCR test to get it. I know that that's going to happen or else you're not going to have any people. Isn't this the answer? Is we everyone shows up with one of these and, and they have what their result is? Well, you know, Jim, so, so really if you think about where is this device really solving you, solving the most important needs, it is really where you want to create those what we like to call COVID-free zones areas where every single person before they walk in get tested. Now, the nice thing about this is because it's a single-use device, if you have 200 people trying to walk into an airplane or, like you're saying, sport events and so on, you can actually run 200 of these in parallel and, and be able to get this unlimited testing capacity. So it's not just the fact that in the future you'll be able to carry this with you and run it anywhere, anytime by anyone, but it's really the fact that you now all of a sudden have unlimited testing capacity, and that's really powerful. Now, look, there are so many different applications. Obviously, it will be hard for us to serve all of them, given the manufacturing capacity we have. But I'll, let me share with you, we've now been contacted by a number of really, really important places that we really want to use this test. 
children's cancer hospitals, for example, they've called us and said, look, we want to be able to test the parents that are walking in to see their sick children. Sure. Just so that they'll be able to go and give them a hug. Uh, anywhere from this all the way through nursing homes where people want to go and visit their elderly parents and they don't want, they don't want to do the right thing. They don't want to transmit, they want to infect their, their elderly parents. But of course, you know, this is where you need the speed and the accuracy, just like you're saying at the same time. Yeah, I, and I, I look, the compassionate use, nursing home, incredibly important, children are very important. So I know the NFL comes last, but it has to because you want to do the right thing. At the same time, we have, an, we have outbreaks of COVID in the NFL. Uh, they don't know how to do, use the PCR. There's, you know, PCR is gigantic. I would imagine if you put one of these in, every, in each player's locker and they came in and they checked, a half hour later, they'll know whether they should leave or not. I mean, that's pretty much, much better than what they're doing now. Right. So, so the intent is really to be able to decentralize PCR testing and make it available to anyone who needs to get tested. You're absolutely right. That's really the solution. Right, but, but I would tell you that this should be thousands of dollars, this thing I'm holding up. Uh, well, it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not nearly as much. One thing I will share with you is that as we're scaling up the production capacity, price goes down. By the way, you can actually see the production line right behind me here. So I'm, I'm in our headquarters. Can, how many of these do you think you can make at, you know, with accuracy and everything as good as they are? So, yes. Yeah, so, so the capacity right now for us is in the tens of thousands per month. We're scaling this up as fast as humanly possible. And we're trying to get all the way up to hundreds of thousands and millions and so on. We are very fortunate to receive excellent support. Just a couple of days ago, the National Institute of Health announced through their RADx initiative, they're giving us $10 million to help us further scale the production capacity of this as, as much as humanly possible, I think, was the, were their exact words. Um, and so we're really pushing the production capacity as fast as we possibly can. We're hiring also as fast as we can. We're not, we started the year with 80 people. We're now 350, adding 25 every week. We're really trying to get the best of the best to come and join us and help us in this fight. Every single person you see behind me, we're just working around the clock trying to scale the production as fast as human. One, one last question, Adam. Um, and I know I'm going on too long, but I'm, this is so fascinating to me. Um, Abbott Labs has a test. It's, it runs. They, they use it at the White House. Uh, accuracy between this and that? Um, look, so, so I think if you look at the ocean of tests out there, you have the PCR machines and you have the non-PCR machines. Right. And like I said, the non-PCR machines are not bad. It's just that they're not as good as PCR. Uh, the way to think about the accuracy of our tests is in the same vicinity of all the other big PCR machines are just they're performing the exact same way. So, you know, 98 to 100% accuracy is typical for what you would expect from a PCR machine. We're somewhere in that range, in the upper side of that range. Wow. Okay, well, this is revolutionary. Uh, I want to thank you so much. I, I'm holding what I think will be the standard. Uh, and this is Adam De La Certa, founder and CEO of Visby Medical. This is remarkable. Uh, this is going to change us, okay? Just like the therapeutics from Regeneron, this is going to change us. Bad Money's back differently. And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski daddy. Now for the lightning round. Let's go with Bill in Oregon. Bill. Hey, booyah, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. And thanks for the good work you and your staff are doing. Uh, staff is great. My question, my I'm sorry about all the problems Oregon's having. 
You know, my daughter lived in Oregon. Yeah. She lived in Ashland. Holy cow. She lived in a little town called Talent, and it, like, burned down. I hope things are okay with oh, you. Oh, yeah, what? yeah. That's been a big problem, big problem, fire problem there. Yep. All right, so what's going on? Yep. Okay, my question is on a company that's been around for 100 years. Uh, it's, it was acquired several years ago, and, uh, and it's now public again. It's called Train Technology. I uh-huh. like train. It's got HVAC. It's got infrastructure. It's oh terrific. God. I bet there's one that my friend Stephanie Link and I, we go back and forth with all these stocks that are kind of just rock bed. American companies are doing great things. That's one on my TW. I'll throw in that one for free. Let's go to Eric in Texas. Eric. Hey, Jim. Happy Friday. Oh, thank heavens. Yep. What's up with you? I'm doing good. I'm calling to ask about the growth story in Equinix. Oh, the story in Equinix is just true. It's the best one. Now, it is a real estate investment trust, so you're not used to seeing one only yield one. But that's because it's a growth play on the data center. And you know I think the data center is going much. Is it is the most robust area of the economy right now. How about we go to Mike, Mike, Mike in New Jersey. Mike. Jim, Mike from New Jersey. Thanks okay. for what you do for the little guys. Oh, you're uh, quite welcome. Thank you. This week you spoke with Exact Sciences. My question is on another diagnostic company in the field that I currently own. I'd like your opinion on Guarded Health, ticker symbol GH. Uh, uh, gene sequencing is terrific. I'm going to give you that one. And I'm also going to say that Illumina is down too much. You might want to look at that one, too. Let's go to Eric in New York. Eric. A Buffalo Bill. Booyah to you, Jim. All right. The bills are real. Sean McDermott. So. Real. They're real. I'm not kidding. So, Jim, I love the humanization of testing, but my stock is up almost 30%. In the last two weeks, I no new news, and it's kind of a slow grower. So I took some off the table today, and should I sell the rest of my position in E-L-A-N? Don't take any more off. Don't take any more off. This is a pet story that's got a, uh, that it's, it's got an activist. I like the stock even before then. I recommend it in the mid-20s. Do not take any more off. Let's go to Kuspoo in New Jersey. Kuspoo. Hi, Jim. Booyah. Booyah. I'd first like to give a shout-out to my dad, who lives in Belize. He's been a longtime fan of yours. Love. I'm currently holding Encino and wanted to know if you think... No, we like Encino. We like Encino. Yeah, this is cloud banking. This is this little outfit in Wilmington, North Carolina. They are so smart. I've got to tell you, this is, company is so real that I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up to 100. We had a more than I thought it was dying. No, Mike, I need to go to Charles in Connecticut. Charles! Hi, Jim. Boy, I'm calling in reference to AT&T. I just wanted to get your opinion. I'm getting nervous. I'm I'm getting nervous. When I see layoffs like that, I don't like it. It tells me that maybe they've got too many things going on at once. Uh, I wish they'd come on for a serious discussion about how they're really doing, because I've got to tell you, I prefer Verizon. Hey, let's go to Shimmy in Florida. Shimmy. Jim, it's almost Shabbos. I need some good news. Okay, so guess what's going on? Jim, I believe in Michael Klein, and I'm sure you do also. What is the deal with multi-plan? Well, i got to have them on. The deal is they haven't come on. When we, when we have them on, we will make a decision. It's like when we had Utz on. That's what I want to see. Hey, let's take one more. Let's go to Corey in Washington. Corey! Hey, Jim, how's your trading been going? What's my wish going? How's your trading been? My trading, I, I, I can't trade. I just have my action alerts. I wish I could trade, but those days are over. What's happening? So I'm looking at a Finland-based tech company, Nokia. No, They're focusing no, have, Corey, have... no. Corey, we like quality. Nokia does not have quality. 
And, you know, it's funny because you can have Xilinx merged with AMD, and I would take that over Nokia. Uh, please don't. I don't want you to buy that stock. I'm being serious. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the Lightning Round. The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. be something if we could all get the Oval Office health care plan, catch COVID-19, then you get rushed to the hospital via helicopter and treated with Regeneron's experimental antibody cocktail, along with some remdesivir, a healthy dose of steroids. Wouldn't it be something if we all had round-the-clock medical care, courtesy of the world's best employee benefits package? Sure, that sounds fabulous. There's just one uh, teensy uh, tiny problem. I'm, I, you're not the president of the United States. Neither am I. If we catch COVID, we're not getting the water read VIP treatment. President Trump says he's cured. I'm glad he's feeling better. But unless you're head of state, you're not going to get that course of, uh, of care. The rest of us still live in fear of the virus, and for good reason. I've seen what severe cases can do to people. Even if you survive, it can leave you bedridden for weeks or months, perhaps with permanent damage. So when it comes to managing your money, you need a fear factor portfolio, too. So I've brought you 10 stocks that I think can keep making you money until we actually get either a vaccine that doesn't seem like a rush job or enough doses of the Regeneron, as the president calls it, to ensure that everybody's taken care of. First fear factor stock, obviously it's Amazon, which holds its annual Amazon Prime Day next week. I may take the day off. For those of you who are still worried about being exposed to COVID, Amazon's become a lifeline. Second favorite store, Costco. If you have to shop in person, Costco's the safest place to do it. They've got the toughest mask policy and the widest aisles, perfect for social distancing. Uh, This was the first big company to say no mask, no service, and that gave them a major boost. Third, Domino's won last night. Real bias turned contactless delivery into a science. They leave your pizza on a pedestal after you paid for it and left a tip on your credit card. Safest delivery there is. I love the tomato pie. Fourth is Peloton. I know it seems obvious, but it's the safest way, as I've been saying endlessly, to exercise at a time when gyms are dying and spin classes are way too dangerous. Fifth, Thor Industries. We had them on. This is the largest maker of recreational vehicles and motorhomes. Thor's a one-two punch that solves the travel problem and the hotel problem, like going around in a hermetically sealed bubble. Sixth is Roku, the de facto entertainment company of the COVID era. Roku lets you stream video from your web directly to your TV. I like it more than Netflix for the Fear Factor portfolio because Roku gives you access to everything, so you're not betting on any one particular service. Seventh is Etsy. If you're bored and you want to buy something handmade without going to the mall, hey, well, this company's got you covered. Etsy's also empowering thousands of creative people to start their own businesses, sell all kinds of stuff online. Stock just won't quit because it's a throwback to a simpler time. Eighth, we need a video game stock for the stay-at-home economy, and Take Two has the most evergreen content thanks to their Grand Theft Auto franchise. The greatest entertainment property of all time. CEO Strauss Selnick has been over backwards to broaden the portfolio, and it's working. Plus, Take-Two stock is chronically undervalued. Nine and ten are two marvelous companies that were absolutely hated not that long ago. I'm talking about FedEx and United Parcel, the two biggest enablers of the stay-at-home economy. FedEx has spent fortunes building out its networks, and those investments are finally paying off. United Parcel has been struggling to capitalize on all the businesses brought in. But now that Carol Tomei... Formerly the CFO of Home Depot is running the company. I know she'll instill the discipline UPS needs to meet or beat the numbers. Listen, I wish there were more to it, just like I wish we could all be cured if we catch COVID. But that's not going to happen anytime soon, which means this fear factor portfolio may be your best revenge. I'd like to say there's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise you I'll find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer, and I will see you Monday. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. 
This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.